And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Dave Dufour, and we have a lot to update on here as the market is kind of slowing down and yet is still completely wide open because the NBA offseason is not going to conclude right after Summer League because there's too much business to get done. So let's start Let's start out West because that's the weird one. And it's Russell Westbrook and where he fits with the Lakers team that clearly is trying to make something happen because they weren't nearly good enough last year. They're running out of time to win with LeBron. And Russ, his status is weird because he apparently wants out, according to his former agent, Tad Foucher, who commented publicly on them parting ways, which was kind of shocking. And then slightly after that, Chris Haynes at Yahoo reports that there was a conversation between Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis at the first week in the summer league, which is also when famously Russ was sitting on the bench with the Lakers and LeBron, Rob Palenka and Darvin Ham, the new coach, were sitting on the other side of the court. They didn't talk to each other. So, Dave, what are you sensing is the actual state of play here with the Lakers right now? I'm pretty sure that LeBron and Russ were just texting during the game. You know, it, it's okay. Clearly these guys, um, you know, on the same page as, as evidenced by the phone call where they've all now decided they're on the same page. Uh, look, the fit isn't there, whether it's a personality fit or otherwise, the fit is not there. I don't see how they can go into the season and expect success running this back. I mean, Jared, come on. We all watched the games last year. And for when LeBron and AD were out there with Russell Westbrook, did it look good to you? Uh, it looked horrendous, so that's a little far from good. This idea that he's somehow, at this stage in his career, going to turn into a defense-first point guard, which is the the reporting that's out there is that that's what the Lakers side wants, I, that's unrealistic. This is another instance of a guy not changing who he is as he ages and he's an athletic point guard who can't shoot. He also isn't very good at defense. So a a non-defensive defensive first point guard just doesn't make a lot of sense. So uh, it is an odd situation, and firing his agent probably makes it more complicated, I, I would imagine. I mean, the thing was, in his his interview with, I think it was with Woj on ESPN, he was t- the agent was talking about how he wanted Russ to work it out with the team and Russ wanted out, which I still can't believe he said that publicly, but everything that the agent was saying seems to go against all the other reporting coming out here and goes against the idea that Russ is going to be amenable to completely overhauling how he plays, which like, why would, why are we even debating us at this point? Like we already know the answer. It's, It's not like year two of him struggling with struggling with the Lakers is going to change things. He's been doing this at every stop along the way for the past few years. And it's funny how Russ 
came into the league early on was an elite defender. This happens with a lot of these guys. They're elite defenders early on, and then they get that reputation, and then they sit back and they coast on it. He's just gone like full LeBron at this point, where he'll he'll make some big plays every once in a while, but he's mostly sitting these plays out on defense. The biggest issue I see with with the Russell Westbrook situation is there is no market for him. You know, any of the teams that might be in a position to trade for a guy like Russ, which, by the way, if, if you're like Orlando, you should maybe kick the tires on that because why not make the play in, which they would. I, I think that that's the thing that you can get with Russell Westbrook if you just build a team around him, let him do Russ and drag you to the playoffs. But there aren't a lot of teams that want to sign up for that, including Orlando, who is in this developmental stage of, of their rebuild. And so it's a tough situation for Russ. It's a tough situation for the Lakers. I'm not sure how they work this out. Uh, it feels like we're going to head toward some sort of a buyout situation, but that sort of sinks the Lakers season because that's a huge, that contract in and of itself is a huge asset for them to improve their team. And it's one of the few paths that they have to being able to get a guy like Kyrie Irving, who they're apparently still trying to get Jared yeah I mean we know the state of play with this scenario there's only one there's only one way that they can make a positive move with Russ and that's to bring in Kyrie which Kyrie is a different problem but at least he gives you an on-court solution that Russ Russ is taking away Kyrie can add even if there's a lot of issues but I mean the thing is I talked to people out in summer league and whether it was Orlando or Charlotte which is another prime candidate to take on Russ and get some picks neither of those teams seem to want to have Russ come in and be the vet voice that everybody grows off of. Because I know Charlotte, they have a bit of a locker room issue going on there where they don't have the leadership they need in place. Orlando, I don't think it's as much of an issue. They just don't really have any, you know, real vet leaders to really set the tone there. So I don't see Russ going to any of those places. I don't think, I don't, maybe he goes to Indiana because Indiana is doing a really hard reset. They just could use the draft capital. And I mean, hey, as much as that might screw you up for a year, if you can get a 2029 first or whatever it is from the Lakers, like that's, I feel like I'd, re I'd probably throw my season away for a year just to get that. But I didn't get the sense that was something they're interested in. So it really is just what happens with Brooklyn. And the problem with Brooklyn is they just do not have a market they want for either of these guys yet, Kyrie and KD. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So the KD marketplace has been fascinating because when he hit the market, you know, we were talking about maybe you need to, you know, include 35 draft picks, a small island nation off of the coast of New Zealand, you know, all these different things that you would want to throw into a pick for, or a trade for one of the best players in the game. But it hasn't happened. 
him, you know, we have reporting coming out now that Scotty Barnes is not someone that Toronto's willing to part with, which obviously it's like, how do you build a trade without Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siaka? Maybe you could do something there. But none of these teams, including Phoenix, who has been resisting, including Mikhail Bridges, which seems like a no-brainer for a KD trade, these teams have been holding out really hard. Nobody has been desperate to make the KD move. Why do you think that is? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, there's, there's a, I guess there's a few factors. Number one, not a lot of people want Kyrie Irving, right? So that's a piece that's kind of hard to deal with just on the Brooklyn end. It's not like you can include extra teams and maybe you get rid of two birds in one trade, but that's an issue. Uh, seems like DeAndre Ayton was sort of not wanted by the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm just oh, yeah. reading between the lines here. And, and that threw a, uh, I mean, that threw a wrench in everyone's summer plans, including the Indiana Pacers, who somehow, you know, signed him to an offer sheet only to have it matched. And now they're stuck on the outside looking in of even a potential three-team trade. They can't get in for a full calendar year. So, you know, this entire situation is kind of a mess. And it starts with Kevin Durant's 34 years old. Yes, he's under contract for four more years. Yes, he's a top five player in the league. But also, yes, he's a little bit injury prone, right? He's missed some games. Uh, He kind of looked like he was out of gas in the playoffs. I mean, getting swept out of the playoffs, that was, that was bad. And I know he didn't have any help, but still it wasn't a good look. And I'm not saying that people have soured on Kevin Durant or that even I have soured on him, but he isn't, this is not Giannis who's available. And, And I think that a realistic look at just the marketplace, if you get Kevin Durant in your Phoenix, it doesn't guarantee you a title, but it does guarantee you're going to have to mortgage your future in order to take a swing at the title. And I just think that in this environment where you, we just watched a playoffs that had more parity than maybe in my lifetime, I don't know if teams are willing to just give up their entire good team to get a great player anymore. I mean, this might just be a market shift generally, but also the Rudy Gobert trade sort of throws things out of out of whack from a, a value perspective. And, and then you also have Donovan Mitchell available who might be a nice second-place trophy for a potential KD destination if they miss out on KD. So I just think that right now the market is sort of, it's working against itself and we're just stuck in limbo, Jared. Yeah. I I think the thing that we're seeing is that teams are looking at the price now to acquire a superstar. And they're, I think they're feeling that if the superstar doesn't have like an eight year runway, basically, I don't think, I don't know if it's worth it because KD it's really a two-year window where you feel confident that he's one of the best players in the game if you can put the team around him. Because we saw the Celtics, who were like the perfect defensive matchup for KD as well. You know, they KD was in a bad spot in that Ben Simmons wasn't ready. Uh, you know, a lot of his supporting cast was banged up. That team was very depleted. And then Kyrie, after game one, was a no-show. And so he he had an incredibly tall task that he probably won't have again because I think most of these teams should be able to put something better around him. But, you know, Phoenix is the only team I'm seeing out there where I can see a pretty clear path to them keeping a roster around him that I feel confident could be a title favorite, but maybe not the obvious title favorite with the way that Boston is loaded up and the Clippers are stacked right now. So, uh and also, like the Warriors are still the Warriors, even if they lost some role players. It, you know, they have they have a couple young guys that might be able to grow into an important role. So the Warriors are still the Warriors. So it's like I don't know if Phoenix necessarily catapults past everyone that you're willing to mortgage out six draft picks or whatever it may be. Yeah, and I think that if, if, if this is gonna la- this is probably gonna linger 
and I'm guessing it's going to linger until like January 15th. Once all the extension guys become available to be traded and and everyone who signed over the summer is eligible on December 15th, I think they're just going to have more options. I could even see this going to the deadline and maybe even to next summer, although that seems like a really miserable year in Brooklyn because it does appear that KD just wants out, that it's over, that he wants a divorce. And we know how KD can be. I mean, listen, I think he's a fantastic player. I doubt it's going to affect his on-court play all that much. But I certainly think that the media attention for KD is not going to be a great thing. And the thing, though, is that I think one of the issues that the market is having with KD is that the reason for him leaving isn't really clear. There's not an obvious reason for him to bail on the team in such a dramatic fashion. It's not like he's saying, hey, my deal's up soon. Just trade me now like an Anthony Davis situation. Like he just extended. His extension's kicking in. So there, there's I, I haven't heard a good enough reason to explain why he wants out of there, especially because like they have Ben Simmons coming back. They have a good player coming back who could complement them pretty decently. They have Joe Harris getting healthy. Like this team could be amazing. They, they have the talent in place that they're fully healthy to be a contender. So, in fact, I'm not really sure that there's any team out there that he could join where I would think this team is clearly better on paper than this Brooklyn team. So it, it, it would have made sense if he was bailing because he wanted to get away from Kyrie, but they've been working out together in L.A. Like they're they seem they seem copacetic. So. Uh, it, it may, maybe they're still friends and they're still working out together, but they realize their on-court dynamic isn't working. I don't know what it is, but either way, like the that doesn't connect, so it doesn't make sense why he actually is trying to ditch this franchise right now. But let's ditch the show because I'm tired of talking. Um, really quick last thing here is there has been some reporting about Miami preferencing or whatever, preferring, that's the word, uh, Durant over Mitchell. I'm curious what you think of that, considering the age, all these factors we're talking about. I mean, I think that if you're a team like Miami, yes, you should go after the guy who can make you better, way better right now. And Donovan Mitchell, look, I'm not as high on Donovan Mitchell as a lot of people are. Kevin Durant is a top five player. Whether he's on the decline or not, he is a top five player. And I, you add him to this Miami team, and I don't know how you do it without losing you know, a, a key component, probably Bam. But if you can add him to that team, I, I do think that it takes them, you know, into contention in the East. And if you can get to the finals, you got a, a shot to win. Whereas, to follow up your point, if Phoenix gets him, they're going to have to give up somebody, maybe Mikael Bridges, maybe even more. And uh, it's going to n- not necessarily make them worse because I think Kevin Durant will make you on the aggregate a better team. But it's not going to be the sort of piece that puts you over the top. Not in the West. So... I think if you're an East team and you have a chance to, to take a swing at a Kevin Durant, it's probably worth it because it can get you to the finals. At least it's a more clear path to the finals than just out West. Out West, it's murky. It's going to be a bloodbath this season. All right, that's the Daily Ding. He's Dave Dufour. I'm Jared Weiss. We'll see you next time on the Athletic NBA Show. We have plenty more coming for you, even as the offseason tries to go quiet, but we don't. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.